general nerdery. My allergies have finally kicked in, so I keep like, and for whatever reason this year it's just like gunk in my lungs, and which I guess is better than like last year I almost went to the fucking hospital over like sneezing Ugh. and blood. But if I randomly cough. I just apologize in advance, so if you don't... <laughs> While you guys are trying to make points. Understand, I am also miserable because I am literally tasting pollen every time I have to do that. Fair. And on that just so charming note, welcome to General Nerdery, your podcast about liking things. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Steven's with us again. Oh, hi. I- I'm here still. He's... I don't even like... One, we haven't had new people on in long enough. I forgot what the normal introduction is, and now with Steven, I'm just like, eh, I pointed at him. Whatever. I almost called him the stowaway. <laughs> I mean, Different I am, show. I am Any, a stowaway, but not here. Anytime we've recorded multiple shows on one day, we just completely bleed into... <laughs> uh, I remember I'm a lieutenant of nerdery. You might be up to, like, colonel at this point, man. I was thinking about this. We talked about this at work the other day. How many episodes have you been on at this point? A lot. Because this a is the fourth Food Wars. At least one Miracle Workers, Morbius. Oh, I forgot about Detective Morbius. Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. The Star Wars Christmas episode. The Star Wars mm-hmm. Christmas special. You've been on at least ten, and I, I swear it's way more than that. I like, sat in on one, but I wasn't actually on for the Zelda recording. Oh, oh wow. I forgot about I forgot that. about that, too. Mostly because I was just interested in how you guys record it. The only video game episode we've ever done, just because... Video games are harder to cover. Yep. Yeah. It's that simple. Oh. They're so much harder to cover. <laughs> no, you guys did uh, Shredder's, Shredder's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, but we also read a comic for it. That was just kind of like a general Turtles... Th- oh, okay, but yeah, fair enough. I'm curious about this. Should I ask this question before we started recording? But thanks to the magic of editing... Hmm... Yui, that's not you. I'm only seeing eight when I search for me. I swear you've at least ten, but who knows. This will, I think, be my ninth one. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just because we've recorded almost a hundred episodes of another show that you were on that I feel like every time I turn around, you're recording with us. Yeah, but I like recording with you, so... (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not a complaint. I just... (laughs) Godzilla. Godzilla Ah. and King Kong. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm already tired of looking through this. Yep, that's fine. I literally just went to my feed and searched for the word Steven. <laughs> so as long as I'm in the description somewhere, I've, I've been on eight episodes. Anyways, this time we're doing Food Wars, the fourth plate, which I swear to God I thought we had done before, but we've not. Same. No, it's because last time we even talked about this, you guys were like, yeah, we enjoyed it so much that we went on and started watching the next <laughs> season. And I'm like, cool, I didn't. So, like, yes, we're, we're done. <laughs> And we talked about the fourth season, too, a bunch. That's it. You and I talked about it alone. Well, because any time we would talk about Mimasaka, you guys would be like, yeah, he still sucks, but he's kind of good coming up. And, yeah, yeah. I do like... I've liked... I always liked Mimasaka, other than the creepy, like, I hate the fucking anime blah, tongue thing. We get it. You find it too erotic, we can move along. Sure, whatever. Um, Let's go with that, I guess. But fuck me, season four had the most just like, oh, I don't hate this character anymore. You're now a character I like. But before that, what have we been ingesting? Oh, it's been a, it's been a minute, huh? Yeah, it's been uh, about a month since we last recorded. I can yeah. go first if you guys need a moment. Go ahead. Uh, I'm still rewatching uh, my uh, doing my rewatch of Star Trek Next Generation. 
I just I'm in season four. I just watched the first introduction of the Trill, um, uh, where Beverly uh, is Beverly dating. makes out with Riker and is severely weird. Yep. Um, I'm still playing through on Hades. I just finally got a prophet nice. finished a prophecy I've been trying to complete since the last time we recorded and I talked to played uh, about playing Hades. Hell yeah. Um, Which one? It's the the duos. Booms. Oh, getting all the duos. Mm-hmm. I, I basically just have. Uh, the ones for um, chaos left. All of the the very last one of his is like the legendary one for, mm. and then uh, got to complete all of the, the the main. I don't even know what it's called. The legendary boon ones. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That, but those are the only two <clears throat> left. And then I also just watched a really fun movie that I wanted to recommend to you. It's horror adjacent. You might actually enjoy it as well, but it's not... I don't know if it's your bag as well. Um, it is called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Interesting name, at least. Um, uh, it's apparently... Are they hitting the floor? Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it is a bunch of... <laughs> Tell uh, us you're old without telling us you're old, Tyler. <laughs> uh, a bunch... Uh, it's a murder mystery whodunit kind of movie, but with, like, kind of slashery vibes. Okay. Um, a bunch of young Instagram, like, 20-somethings who are, like, constantly on their phones, do a bunch of drugs, party party scene-type kids, are at, like, one of their friends' rich, rich, rich dad's house. Like, rich, rich. Okay. Um, uh, at their rich dad's house for a hurricane party. There's a hurricane, so they're just going to wait it out in this nice-ass mansion. Um, and one of them dies, and then it becomes a thing of, like, who killed him? Uh, it's got Pete Davidson in it, and a couple other people that I cannot remember their names for the life of me, um, but a bunch of young actors that I definitely want to know. I don't really care about Pete Davidson, but I don't dislike him by any means either. Like, he's... Um, yeah, he's a... a ch- childish entitled asshole is what he's playing in this so he does it really well okay yeah that uh, sounds right yeah. that's that's his oeuvre I don't know if he is in real life but like yeah I don't know the... how he is in real life but he does a great job of doing that portraying that character in mm-hmm. this and like it's fun it's I, I, yeah oh yeah I enjoyed it let's see ingesting uh, Barry finished Loved it. So good. Oh, it. oh, it's so good. Wow. Just I heard the ending got real dark. I mean, the the whole last two seasons are dark. It's about a contract killer. I'm not saying I'm surprised it went dark. I'm not sure if the, the finale itself was any darker, but <laughs> yeah. It's not happy. Yeah, fair enough. It's amazing, though. It's really, really well done. Uh, Ted Lasso came to an end. It mostly stuck the landing. I would give it a... Still haven't watched season three. Need to watch it. We won't go too much into detail. I would give it a seven or eight out of ten. I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I kind of like it, just because of all the cute little wraparounds that they do. There are a lot of things. I mean, there are a lot of things I really do like. I'm not... Mm -hmm knocking it on that there's a few things at the end that i have a little a few questions and quibbles i don't like how they ended the roy storyline steven do you care if i do a a minor spoiler i'm gonna close my ears i I won't go into detail i think that the the reactions you don't need to close your ears stop that uh the reactions to roy's choice all make sense i don't think it makes sense for roy to make that choice 
in the final episode. I I don't know. I didn't brush up against that at all. I that's think that's I think that's... I think I brushed up against him getting the job that he gets more than. Oh, I think he deserved it more, but we'll go with that. that, that, that we're done. We're done. I promise. Whether okay. he deserved it or not, more, I don't know if he would have took it. Yeah, that's fair. It's interesting. There are choices they made that I disagree with, but overall, I think they mostly stuck the landing. I think what most people are running up against, and I'm I'm fine with it, is that it's not a finale. It was. It's such a good show, but it's not a finale that goes up at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't elevate any for the final episode. It kind of just stays in its lane. It ties things up with a pretty good bow, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't challenge us. And I don't... I, I Having not seen any of it, but based on these two things you've just said and that I picked up from that a little bit, I was hoping for more of a Tyler kind of ending up on a high note kind of... It's not, like, it's, not, not, it's not note, that it's not like, a high note. It's like, like nothing about the show elevates. It stays in its lane. It's still just a solid episode of Ted Lasso. It's not necessarily, oh my God, we put together this gift of an episode it to go out It does really on. effectively wrap things up, yeah. though. I will say mm-hmm. that it, it's a good finale episode. It's just not Which like a world-shattering finale. Yeah. Having a finale, getting to a finale is hard enough. Having a finale that succinctly like kind of covers and wraps up most everything it needs to is fucking hard. It's not done well more often than it is. Landing the jet for Ted Lasso perfectly. Landing the fucking jet for Ted Lasso is it, it, an accomplishment. Like considering I, the first two seasons are so fucking good. And that's really what it and the third season, people will fight me on this, but I think the third season is actually still really strong. I agree it's the weakest season, but that's also its own kind of, as we've said a lot of times on the show, something has to be the worst of anything you do. You know, there's a worst Batman actor. It's fucking George Clooney, but that's not important (laughs) right now. And yeah, like... There's a worst ice cream flavor. Getting a 100% on Ted Lasso was going to be impossible. Unrealistic. I think they landed at least an 85. That's really... I would agree with that. I'm not... At least. There were places I disagreed, but even then I was like, all right, if you're going to make that choice, then this end result makes sense. You you had a lot, but like a lot of really good stuff happened, nice moments. I, I just, I, I did really enjoy it. I don't... It's one of those weird things that like anytime we talk about it, I can't not talk about critiques, but also I'm like... But I definitely watched it twice. Yeah, yeah, I've probably watched it three times. Oh, I'm going to watch it again. I just, I've watched it twice so far. Started in on the new season of Sweet Tooth. That's still really good. Okay, sweet. I've heard good things from, my mom watched the first season of that and really liked it. My mom got really into Sweet Tooth as well. And I had to go to the comic book store with her because she was too embarrassed to go alone. (laughs) Mom um, and I are very different people. <laughs> I've I've yet to read the comic, but from what I under, from what I understand, the show is happier, which they did on purpose because when the comic came out, there hadn't actually been a worldwide pandemic going on. Also, man, I love Jeff Lemire. He's a fantastic writer. He don't do happy shit, so it's not hard to uh, yeah. be happier than a Jeff Lemire comic. Now this is adding up, because I read the first couple trades of Sweet Tooth, and I was like, why the fuck are you watching this, Mom? <laughs> 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 I 
it, that was a real dark fucking book. What? Like, you're constantly asking me for requests of, like, happy shit. What? What? So, okay, s- s- stuff's adding up. Happier. Yeah, no, the, apparently they went into the series being like, oh, you know what? Hmm. Things are a little bit different right now, but this is still like a really good story that we can follow. Just, there's going to be tweaks. Yeah, I'm going to pick this up. I'm going to check it out. Um, Still a lot of Marvel Snap. Oh, yeah. Just got Null in my Destroy deck and it changes everything. Uh, Still, I've been going through the, the old Mad Max game still. It's fantastic. Oh my God, it's so good, actually. I'm, oh, it has me all like, Super ready for that new season of Miracle Workers to start, too, since that's all Mad Maxed out. Uh, oh, yeah, <clears throat> it made me want to go back into Borderlands. But I also, I, time for. I also went and saw Across the Spider-Verse. How is it? Yeah, I've heard very it's... good things. Um, So it's really good. I do really like slash love it. I really want to see it again. Like, it's not just a little bit of a part one of Across the Spider-Verse, it's a very big part one of Across the Spider-Verse, and where it ends, things aren't really wrapped in any way. Which I don't love as... I think trilogies need to have a complete story in every one as much as you can. Yes. But um, also, it, it's not I a think deal it's, breaker. I think it's also s- different when you f- slap on, like, part one. Yeah. It's also just a more complicated like story and message that the story is sending. Whereas in the first one, it's kind of like, this is why Spider-Man has existed for so long. It's because anybody can be Spider-Man. And look, here's a story about somebody being Spider-Man. And Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse has some like wacky shenanigans, but the basic story itself is pretty simple. Yeah, it's, it's really just a variation of like kind of a what you see in a lot of different, uh, especially kids media of just like anybody can be a hero as long as you stand up and are the one to want to do it. And like, that's does it better than almost anything else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just an exemplary, uh, version of that. This story is like, fuck all you neck beards that think characters have to be approached a certain way just because they have that character's name. Dude, their design for Spider-Man India is so much better than classic Spider-Man India design. I've been trying to desperately avoid, like, spoilers for it, but, like, Tumblr's fucking awash with just GIFs and people Man, if you want to avoid art. spoilers, what the fuck are you doing on Tumblr? It's just literally the only general. social media network I can use because I am... It's, it is no investments. <laughs> <laughs> I know nobody in the real world that on Tumblr, and it is just, like... Bullshit I like. I use a lot of Discord these days, but that's most of my... That being said, like, and something feels different about the animation compared to the first one. And it it feels kind of like a shortcut, which I don't blame them for how much they have to do in this movie, because there's a lot of stuff going on at screen all of the time in this movie. But even if it was, it also might be a change that actually fits in a little bit with the themes of the movie and how like, uh, like breaking from uh, gatekeeping and conformity and stuff. But remember how like in the first one, every one of the spiders very, very, very distinctly felt like 
their own animation style. Mm-hmm. This one, especially when things slow down and you actually just have them standing side by side with just real s- small, subtle movements, it looks like they're all kind of the same 3D frame with extremely heavy filters. Well, they did have over to the make top. like 800 spiders instead of five. Exactly, where I'm like, I don't hate this. Well, here's, it does fit into the themes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And they made sure, I know they made sure to do Spider-Punk very differently for similar... Yeah. Um, and actually, that's even interesting, especially because Stephen mentioned that other animation uh, looking like it was animated on the fours. Um, every every Spider-Man's animated on the ones, except for Miles, who's animated on the twos, except for Hobie, who's animated on the threes. Interesting. I love it. I, I can't wait to watch this movie. Yeah, I I need to go see it. I it's been too I've been too, too busy. I just live like thirty miles from the nearest theater, so it just actually takes like investment now. Um, I will say I don't think the soundtrack is quite as good, but the score is better and more important to the animation. That soundtrack was so good on the first one that I'm not surprised. That would have been a that would have been a hard one to top. Oh, definitely top tier fucking favorite soundtracks for me. They do make more use of the weirdness you can get into with animation to be able to show, like, head spaces and stuff, too. Whereas, like, everything in the first one, it's just, like, wild action. Like, weird stuff happens when the collider goes on, and so that's where you get all, like, the surreal going in and out of, like... Comic booky shit, yeah. yeah. Um, Like, there's a sequence in this one where Miles is swinging down the street, and he's just in his head he's thinking about things and so they use the animation to have like like the doc ock arms start following him even though doc ock's not there and he's like swinging off of them and around them instead of the actual uh physical things that he's going through and that's stuff. interesting cool. okay yeah i desperately want to go see it i just need to make the fucking time <clears throat> yep 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 that's what i got okay uh i was gonna bring up ted lasso but you already done that um I got back into, it's just a text-based game online called Nation States, which is everything it promises to be. You create your own little nation, in my case, Thumbslandia, and it sends you issues, and you have to decide which choice you're going to make, ranging from baseball is really popular, or, like, so do you want, like, a nationalized baseball team, or do you want to... Uh, ban baseball together, or do you want to, you know, sell it to capitalists? Or like, oh, the the neighbor neighboring countries making angry noises at you. How do you want to go about this? And uh, apparently, I am really good at creating left wing utopias because I've got incredible like environmentalism and quality of life and uh, my. The, the rights of my people and my nation is listed as superb, and if you farted wrong, my economy would collapse entirely. Just terrible economy in this. I am not good at making money in real life or fake life. Uh, let's see, what else? I said Marvel Snap. A lot. Of, I'm doing a lot of those, like, just easy phone games. I know there's other comics I've been reading, but because it's coming up and we did so much, epi- so many issues for it for uh, next week's Word Balloons, not Word Balloons, New Byland, 
so much 70s man thing, which won't get into much here, but is absolutely fantastic. Holy shit, mm-hmm. it's good. And then the things that I've been most obsessed with over the last week is I finally watched um, The Muppets Mayhem. Oh, okay. Which we watched a trailer for uh-huh. that. I've watched it three times in the last week. Now, it's not a long series, but three times is excessive for me. Uh, okay, so one, I have always been a fan of The Muppets. I fucking love... I mean, we did a Muppet episode way back when, and I've always wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. I think this is the most interesting Muppet thing that's been done since probably Muppet Treasure Island in the 90s. And like, you know, there's not really bad Muppets with the possible exception of Muppet Babies, which fight me. I hate that show. I love Muppet Babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, w- which one are we talking about? The original one? Because they did do a, a cartoon remake in the more recent I was years. thinking OG. Okay. Because that one I can go to bat for. Don't know the new one, but I know it exists. Yeah, no, I don't really. That one feels like it's animated Muppets. Just always feels wrong to me. Yeah, it does. But it feels like it's way more actually intended for babies. And that's fair. I'm not more so than Muppet Babies was. Feel like Muppet (laughs) Babies was strained a little bit, like babies up to young children. That weird strain of '80s cartoons, early '90s cartoons that was like whatever babies. There was like a couple different versions of it. Watchmen Babies and V for Vacation. See, that one I would have watched. Baby Jay and Silent Bob? Also would have watched. (laughs) That's just the intro to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. This is what I thought of. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin Smith is in this. Morgan Freeman shows up in Muppets Mayhem. Oh, dope. Muppets can get anybody. Oh, yeah, that's because they're (laughs) fucking national icons. Fucking uh, Peter Jackson shows up in it. And not only that... (laughs) They made Meet the Feebles canon Wait, what? in Muppets. What? Wait, what? Do you know what Meet the Feebles yes. is? Okay. So, the band, one of the running gags is uh, the, the band knows literally every celebrity. And in many cases, they're always like, I'd do anything for the band. They're the ones that made me blah, 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 blah whatever famous thing. They see Peter Jackson and they're like, we haven't seen you since that night in New Zealand with the Feebles. And everyone goes silent, and he's like, yeah, it was a bad night. Two of the Feebles are dead, and the rest are in witness protection. <laughs> and then they just keep going. So meet the Feebles. Peter Jackson's fucking methed-out Muppets parody is arguably part of the Muppets canon now. Oh, that just gave me chills. That's so great. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> I love it. But for if you haven't seen this or the trailer of it, trailer of it the plot is... The Electric Mayhem, who have been a band for 50 years now, because they just don't age, and no one seems to think that's weird. It's probably a lot of the coke. Probably, uh, probably the Muppet drugs are on. Realize they've never made a, or someone realizes the Mayhem's never actually made an album, but they're like one of the biggest bands in the world. So they sit down to make an album, but it's fucking wacky hijinks because it's the Electric it's Mayhem. Man. Yeah. Oddly... There's almost no Muppets in this. Kermit, Gonzo, Miss Piggy, none of them ever show up. Kermit's only mentioned once in passing. The only other people from the Muppet show that appear are Statler and Waldorf for one moment in the final episode. There's only like three Muppet characters outside of the Mayhem themselves, and they're directly connected to the band. 
I both. I, I love that. I just straight up love it's, that. It's that's, weird. That's it's, weird. But it. I didn't notice it until almost all the way through. Like I just. It's kind of like how Frank Oz. Someone once talked about Jim Henson when he makes a Muppet movie, makes a wacky hijinks Muppet thing that happens to be a movie. While when Frank Oz took Muppets Take Manhattan, he made a normal movie that just happened to star the Muppets. This leans a little more into the Frank Oz side. I dig it. Okay. Um, I'm not saying one is better than the other. It's just interesting. I didn't know I needed to watch the Electric Mayhem go on an acid trip. <laughs> but I do. The uh, eight 30-year-old expired uh, marshmallows while having a camp out in the desert and all tripped nuts. <laughs> so, like, yeah. it's so, not acid, but, like, everyone knows what the rock band from the 60s is doing there. Like, no one's... They're eating 30-year-old marshmallows. On accident, but yes. It's one of those, like, eating marshmallows being like, oh, my God, these expired in 1992. So my only my only knowledge of LSD um, is that uh, my my former roommate had it and uh, they had it on a um, sugar cube in the freezer. Yeah, for some reason. Yep. So uh, you put a drop on it and it dissolves. Mm-hmm. So you tend to put it on like sugar or a piece of paper or so maybe my marshmallow. Yeah, I guess you could. I, yeah. I suppose you could. I don't see why I not. I know people that put them on sweet tarts. I hid in a truck all night the one I, time I ever. I tried have it, some so. on sweet tarts. Sit in the other room. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Yeah, that's... It's so good. And honestly, I've been listening to the soundtrack, which... (laughs) You just meant LSD for a second. For some people... It is. It is. Yes. I've been meaning to try it again under better circumstances and and not being ditched by my trip sitter after I take it. I hear microdosing has done wonders for mental health. I actually think microdosing of psychedelics is really interesting. Hmm. So, yeah. I just wish it didn't take so damn long. That's takes a while to kick in, and then it takes a while to wear off. It is like interesting. It's like twelve hours of interesting stuff happening, as opposed to oh wow, no, thank you, uh, mushrooms. You're making a day of it. Yeah, it's not bad if you know what you're getting into. I would definitely need a microdose. But moving along, (laughs) Uh, Muppets Mayhem, fucking fantastic. Watch it. I didn't know Lips, one of the characters that is like, he's the trumpet player in the band. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So he exists, but he's never really done much. Didn't know he was like one of my favorite Muppets, and he is now. Great, I love this. (laughs) Now I want more, just like one-off side stories of the Muppets. Like I want to know what fucking Rolf's up to. Well, and other Muppets we don't see as much because like. For us, growing up in the 90s, what I think of as, like, the main Muppets is kind of Gonzo and Rizzo, even though I know it's, like, Kermit, Fozzie, and Miss Piggy. Like, But there are... was that, like, three-movie arc of Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, and Muppets in Space. Calling that a three-movie arc is wild, but it's all, like... <laughs> but it was, like, that, that era of Muppets. Mm-hmm. It was the Gonzo yeah. movies. Gonzo was always... Gonzo was prime focus, and Pepe and um, uh, Rizzo were, like, his yeah. side guys. Yeah. More Rizzo than Pepe. But yeah, Pepe, Pepe showed up more in space than Rizzo did, and then Rizzo was heavy in the other two. But either yeah. way, like, it's... Gonzo and Rizzo were, like, my, my guys. I'm wondering why. I'm curious to know if there was, like, a licensing thing with, uh, Ker- like, Kermit and uh, Piggy and Fozzie. Uh, no, I just think that Gonzo was harder to make be one of the characters from fiction. Yeah, cool. 
Yeah, I don't know. We should do a Muppets episode. That'd be fun. Or not. Yes. Yes. Probably Muppets Mayhem once we're done with the anime <laughs> shit. Hell yeah. Uh, take a quick break. I was about to say, and speaking of anime shit. Back, let's uh, do some anime shit. So I really liked this. I think the only major critique, and it kind of ties into what we were talking about with Across the Spider-Verse, as the completion of a story, this was great. As a single season, it was shit. Oh, like like as a full season thing, it as is a standalone season. It is very much not. It, it is not. It is. The, it is. They ran out of episodes for season three, so they season just three. bumped it into season four. Um, I yes. literally had to go back and watch like f- the fucking last five episodes. Like, yes, yeah, definitely went back like, farther than I meant to too, and I was like, oh god, I have so much to watch. All of a sudden, yeah. I just decided no. Like I'll 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 see what I remember. I should. I think I remembered enough. They let they let you in on enough. They yeah, won. It, but yeah, it's basically like <laughs> the last chapters that the rebels win the uh, the first three. First, first three. Um, so for as a remind, okay, thank you because I don't fully remember where the season starts here. It starts with the second battle in the uh, regimental food war. Yes. Um. Uh, the last season ends with uh, the first battle, which is. Soma, right? And no, um, I don't even remember who did Megumi win. Soma battles in the Soba Noodles girl, right? Ishiki faces the random weird dude with the creepy face who's obsessed with him. Oh, right. And then the other former number something seeds who I think was the no, not sushi chef. Ramen. The ramen chef the ramen takes on the girl that they didn't bother making a face for most of the time and just gave her she's <laughs> But she's a new seat member of something. She is unimportant to the story. But they literally, just, it's he just did like, to make ramen guy she, impressive. She's like three seats below him where he was when he was a seat member of the 10. So for those of you who do not remember, obviously Food Wars is about food hogwarts. I hate to use that description, it's but I can't cooking stop anime. It's the horny it's cooking, cooking anime. Yeah. Although... Way less horny. Yes, although... Well... Also still hold very on, hold horny. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well... Hold on. I, I want to hold on to that. So, okay, you and I were talking about this at work, Stephen, because we were both watching the end of season three, and the end of season three is the least horny that this show gets. There was, like, one food orgasm scene... And it was 66% dude in the food orgasm scene. Like, it was not nearly as bad. And so uh, we were like, this got way less horny. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily deserve that reputation. And then we started watching season four, and I was like, okay, so take that back. It's like the fucking uh, <laughs> crew for this show heard that our comments about it. was like, wait a minute. Get those fucking two dudes out of there. Get some hot world, uh, world culinary order. The, the hand motion you made right there is not really just just the thrust. Uh, but for those of you at the end of season, th- uh, let me stop. Finish my sentence. For those of you who do not remember, season three involves Erina's father, shithead. I'm just I yeah. don't remember his name. Dean Azami. Dean Nakiri. Shithead taking over the school and just with a really bizarre and terrible plan to make the perfect cooking and make everyone cook the way he thinks that true cuisine should be. Because he was all traumatized by watching Soma's dad get burnt out on cooking by being too brilliant. 
It sounds bad when I say it that way, but it's actually a very compelling backstory episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's real dumb, but it works. It, yeah, it works. It's like, oh no, my best friend, he's, he's too burnt out. I gotta now fuck the, over all cooking. The problem is, his da- uh, Soma's dad story is really compelling of like the natural born genius that like no one respects the amount of work totally burns out. And then some fuckboy decides, <laughs> hey, that guy, I'm going to go do some uh, some atrocities in his name. I'm going to, I guess, take over the world through restaurants. Because that guy. Because that dude experienced burnout. Yeah. He's a genius. I can't see this happen to anybody ever again. No chef should go through this. So the but, more we talk about this, the more fucked up this guy is. No, no. His plan is one of the worst plans in the history of anime. I'm going to destroy every McDonald's. Yes, I am. Literally, the plan is I took over the cooking academy and I'm going to use that to take over every restaurant in Japan and, and force them to be high gourmet or nothing. So I guess fuck the poor people. And then I'm going to make them also buy through certain people. So I'm going to for, like just... Even if we don't, because CC is working under the belief that in this world, restaurants run the world. Like, you know, in the same way that Naruto's like the ninja world. You know what? This one is the restaurant world. I think you could argue that until this season, but I feel like the epilogue of this season, when you see them out in the world, shows that that's not the case. I agree with you, but I just. I feel like it's kind of like a John Wick. Hotel underworld situation, if that makes sense. <laughs> where that where, where everybody in season, where everybody in New York's an assassin. Where we do see the cooking underworld. Basically, I, I what I'm gonna guess it's uh, trying to allude to because like, I had a thought, and now it's gone. Shit, it literally just fell out of my brain. But I mean, like, literally, even if it's not like the world through cooking in the same way the Pokemon is the world through cockfights, like government run through cockfights. You're going to crash the economy with what you're planning here. And he's going to do this to the whole world. And it doesn't even make sense because you're not teaching. But burnout's the bad. Yes, burnout is bad. But burnout's bad. Look, this guy is literally the only person that makes me prefer Totsky's original setup to his plan. And I have such wild issues <laughs> with the way that Totsky is designed. Oh, very poorly oh, designed. Yeah. Um, yeah. What we see of Totsky post this actually is pretty great, and I love it. Yes. But uh, anyways, they end up with a big regimental battle of, like, here's ten fighter or ten quote-unquote fighters, cooks, versus their ten cooks, and whoever wins it all controls it all. It's such wrestling bullshit. The elite ten versus the rebel ten, basically. It's, yeah. I um, mean, I, I like the setup because it... Compared to everything we've seen before, now they are technically working in teams, and you have an added uh, aspect of it of the actual who are you going to send in first because you have to beat everybody eventually. Yeah, strategically things are much more important. No, I actually really like this. Plus the regimental like being able to work with each other and the way they incorporate that slowly throughout the season, I really fucking enjoyed. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to explain Food Wars out loud. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking amazing. I'm like really into... This is the (laughs) dumbest thing on the goddamn planet, isn't it? No. We just watched the Craven trailer, so no, it's not. But no. you can find something dumber. Um, the Craven trailer. I, I Morbius. I can find something it's dumber. It's just that. it's it's 
you know, a lot like superhero comics. It's great, but when you try to explain it, sometimes you have to be like, all right, just shut off your brain and trust me. He's a robot brain vampire. Thank you, Dr. Son. I miss you already. It's from New Bioland. Don't worry about it. Uh, You'll listen to it eventually. <laughs> I probably have already. It's from the Dracula episode. Uh, and and, and oh, we're getting off. Uh, okay, anyways. So this starts with they have just won the first part of Staglier. Not Staglier, the fucking regimental. regimental. I honestly think they should have ended this right before the regimental started, like ended season three and then introed in with the first regimental and done the entire regimental in one season. Yes. Because I, I think it would have flowed better. Yes. But it's like, also, f- but we also managed to get rid of all the characters we don't care about and we don't even have to deal with them. This yeah, season. Sort of. Although I do, I forget his name. The, um, uh, the one from the first season, um, uh, who we didn't like Subaru, the snake tongue guy. Mimasaka. Mimasaka. There it is. Uh, I fucking love his turn. He, like him, him becoming friends with them is so great this season of just mm-hmm. like, well, I'm out now. Um, or he actually, he, he doesn't go out. He gets out of that later. But like he then just like, well, I'm going to just use my perfect trace to show just fucking you challenge me. We're just going to we're going to do this. It's practice. Mock duel. I'm going to be the Vegeta of this kind of like, yeah, no, he's actually really interesting. Um, yeah, dude. There's some like him and Aaron have definitely had like I went from very much hating them as characters. Oh, that's right. To, you you two really disliked Aaron for a long time. I, I don't know if you still do, but by the end of this season, I don't, I don't. I uh, don't like. She's not my favorite, but I'm like, oh, okay. I get where you're at. I understand where you're going. You you have enough growth here that I like you. You're that's overcoming that. the massive abuse enough that like you're not just a stone cold bitch. I found, you are, but like in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> And I know enough about your abuse that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a grain of salt for, you. oh yeah, you, yeah. I, my big problem with this season is no Alice cooking, but that's right, you fucking love Alice. Okay, I've got bummer news for you for the rest of the series, man. Like, no more Alice. Not a no, lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's in the OB, one of the OVAs. Okay. It's it's, uh, it's it's a beach episode. It's a beach episode. So, <laughs> so it is fun. <laughs> so yeah, different fun. Yeah, dude, how do we want to go over the season? Do we want to just go through the episodes? Uh, the episode. So I tried to take notes by episode. It almost doesn't work. I have like the most detailed notes that I've took for any of these Food Wars episodes so far, and it's best to just break it down by the different dishes. And- All right, Tyler, run us through this. You have notes, and we are going. Uh, so, well, because like episode one starts in on like introducing. Who's all fighting, not fighting, cooking. It's you, fighting. Let's it's be fighting. It's fighting. And then, like, they start to do things, and then it goes into the next. Anyway, so the match actually, real before this, because we've talked about this every time. Have you cooked anything fun recently? I made the apple risotto again. How'd it go? It went now great. Now that you didn't put more sugar in it. <laughs> um, it went great, and I uh, did everything that I talked about wanting to do the last time, and it was Fucking delicious. It's so good. I'm I should yeah. try it again. I'm gonna buy I found the uh Food Wars cookbook and I think I'm just gonna pick mm. it up. Ooh, that's good. I should get that too. I mean, since last time I have done it again and made some changes and they were good. I can't remember what they were off the top of my head. I have an idea of what I wanna do 
Maybe not. I don't know. I'm still playing around with it. I still want to play with that, I, that, that dish more. Change. I, I use just straight chicken stock instead of doing the water and bouillon that it suggests. Mm. Well, when you did bouillon, you did sugar. Exactly. So I really, <laughs> I, I one did the recipe <laughs> different, but as it's intended, and two, better. Okay. Uh, I did a uh, Asian burrito. I took I took like really good local chicken and I cooked it in a sauce that I made out of soy sauce and ginger and I think a bit of sweet chili sauce, and then I did like cabbage and onions and peppers. And then, I mean, it would have been fine just as, like, a salad with chicken, like, Asian salad with chicken on top. But because I'm me, I then put a bunch of cheese on the top and wrapped it in a burrito. Yeah. It was so fucking good. Jesus Christ. I'm still thinking about it. And that was, like, a month ago. Ooh, I made some really good strawberry Rice Krispies with a peanut butter drizzle. Mmm. My wife made really good salmon last night, but that was... Okay, I'm sorry. We can go back into no. this. I just, it's... It's food wars, man. I know, I know. Yeah. I just, I haven't made much. I'll try and do something fun for next episode. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and cook something fun. Uh, the matchups are uh, Megashima, who's the ramen guy, versus uh, Rindo, the exotic mm-hmm. rare foods chick. Megashima was actually really interesting. Uh, a little stereotype anime, but not in like a bad way. And they're having to use chili peppers. Yeah. Ooh, these ones looked good. He did the African ramen, and she did the firecracker chicken style caiman alligator. Although, like having had, uh, I forget, like I forget how it's pronounced, but it's uh, the the form of cayenne pepper that he's using in his dish. Uh, they talk about it in an earlier episode. Someone even brings it up. Had like, oh, he's using harissa. Harissa, yeah, yeah. I've cooked with that. Holy shit! If you use too much of it, it is way too hot. Um, there's Mimasaka. Oh, Shuka with it. That's what I made. That's, oh man, I did last year, uh, I took CeCe's peppers and I used the wrong kind of pepper and put in like 15 of them. And it was, I don't think it was habaneros, but something like that. And, um, I'm still getting shit for making anything spicy anymore because people are comparing it to that travesty of a meal I tried to make. Uh, there's Mimasaka versus Some Saito. Um... He's the sushi guy. They have the tuna competition. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this one's the green tea competition between Kuga and um, Skasa. Mm-hmm. And then it's um, Mimasaka with uh, tuna and Saito. And then the Rindo and... The tuna sushis looked good, but they... I don't know. It was the one that stood out the least to me of the different... I mean, he loses for a reason anyways, but, like, Mimasaka loses, but, like... They all lose. They all lose, but... um, Yeah, dude, like, that's my least favorite thing about him is that all... It's never impressive to me when he just, like, I just did what you did, but I changed one fucking thing. I was like, but I did exactly what they did, exactly the way they did it, but I changed one thing. Cool guy. (laughs) I do like that in this one he started talking about, like, I need to come up. I can't just do that anymore. I need to do my own, discover my own style of cooking. I do appreciate that he was like, I'm going to backseat this one. I can just use my perfect trace. I'll, like, go up against him and just, like, 
put up exactly what he puts up so they can't get rid of me. I did exactly what they did. I like, <laughs> It's going to be a draw at least, but I can then help out Kuga by like, I'm going to smoke some, um, uh, some soy sauce, soy sauce for you. What were the green tea ones? I remember both of those sounded really. So, oh yeah. made like a, 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 tr- a, a foam with like four foams. So it was, it was a soup. It was technically a soup, but it was more of a puree in order to, to hold the shape. That's right. I don't care for purees for the most part. Here, yeah. eat this flavored foam doesn't super grab. And I like the Kuga, culinary wise, but it's not a thing I'm going to ever eat. And Kuga did kind of a spin on uh, sweet and sour pork using a pork shoulder. Oh yeah, but that like, one sounded pretty good. That was me. the whole deal: is that Kuga is like he's known for Chinese cooking. He's uh, he's uh, the the head of China Sock, um, and <clears> like, but he used French cooking cuisines to back his thing. So he's mm-hmm. he stepped out of his mold, and that's why he's he can get out of his comfort zone and he can do better. But he still lost. So I'm not a huge Kuga fan. He is kind of fun, though, at least, and it was nice to see him be more than just the Chinese cooking guy with the 80 CGI bald men that back his ass up. Right. I, yeah. This was, like, the one of the few times where, like, I looked at Tsukasa's stuff and I'm like, no, bro, you lost. You're going to have me eat baby food the entire time? It looks pretty. I'm yeah. sure it tastes great, but like there's no difference in texture because in order to hold the shape like that, they pretty much all have to be the same consistency. Man, I I am such a texture eater too. Like yeah, I want for sure. I want and like crunch. In all honesty, Kuga's um Kuga's dish definitely would be way more appetizing to me, way more interesting to me. And of like a thing to try of a dish trying to feature green tea. Yes, please. That one is the other one is like you poured a bunch of green tea into a foam and now it's a dish. You just you served me green tea, but in a as a dish. This one is using green tea to create a dish. Well, to be honest, I'm not a huge green tea guy. So like his has a little it still has to have the green tea, but you have to do more with it. So there's a bigger chance that I would like it rather than the top of the green tea latte that I bought the other day. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's all what it feels like. It is the fucking top of a green tea latte. Holy now, shit. I am drinking more green tea. It's fine. I just, like, for years I didn't like it, and it's one of those that I'm learning to like because I'm trying to, you know, vary yeah. things up a little bit. But And I know, like, I can't remember. They, they list all the other vegetables and stuff that go into each one of the purees, and it sounded fine, but you, especially watching it in the show, it just looks like a green shape. Like the other, like Kuga's, I'm like, cool, that looks like a pork shoulder. That looks fucking good. Yeah. I, I Skasa won that because the thematically Skasa had to. Yes. Yeah. I also appreciate the concepts that Skasa is usually working with and like portraying within the culinary world of like trying to form like the most like pure, unadulterated flavor profile of a specific dish and profile specific concepts within it of like fresh dynamic like this is green tea this is green tea encapsulated within a single dish like i like that concept as a concept i don't want to eat any of it also scott's is a sociopath oh very much so (laughs) 
I think I would have given the win to Mimasaka as well, to be honest, though. I don't remember what the differences were on the... The meals of this first round didn't stick out to me too much. Erina's Machinations is what I mostly remembered from that, but we'll get to that in a sec. Well, like, Mimasaka's I get one more. They it's were always good. They were all saying it was fucking incredible and that he did something astounding with it. And the difference it was um, on the one where uh, Saito lent him his blade to make the cut. He cut it. He cut weird. it a little bit too deep for the size of sushi that they were making, so that the flavor dispersed quicker by like a quarter second. Dear Food Wars, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's some pedantic bullshit that I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> also, he like cooked his on fresh straw, which changed. The... I think they both did, though. I don't remember. He, I don't remember what his tweak was. I will like I wanted to try the African ramen more than the firecracker came in. I kind of understand why the came in one, though. Have you yes. ever had caiman or alligator before? I have, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. And especially, I imagine, like, spicy like mm-hmm. that, that'd be fucking delicious. I wanted both of those. I think I wanted the caiman a little more, but, I mean, that one was... See, that, that one was, I was surprised, because I'm not a ramen guy. I'm not even really a soup guy. But that African ramen, I was like, Ooh, I was wicked I'm... intrigued in that one more so. Like, it feels like a combination of style and, like, like regionality that I would have never conceptually thought of. Ramen is one of the soups I can kind of go for because I generally prefer a stew to a soup. Mm-hmm. It's my problem with, like, tomato soup. There's nothing wrong with it. It tastes good. But there's no... It's just... to drink it. If I'm going to have tomato like, soup, I need to have fucking grilled cheese with it or something. Yep. I need, like... Mm-hmm. If I want soup, I want stuff in it. And that's why I like ramen because oh. it has stuff in it. Now I want chili so fucking <laughs> Yeah, chili is superior to pretty much any kind of soup. Yeah. Unless you count clam chowder, because a good clam chowder, that, that's a fight between the... No, still chili. No, chili's 100% better than clam chowder. <sighs> I'll go to bat on this in that 89%, like, but I'll, I'll agree with you otherwise. Um, uh, clam chowder has two wide variants. Is it New England? Is it Manhattan? Is it good clam chowder? Because most of the time it's not. It's my wife's clam chowder, and it's fucking great. That's what I, I imagine tell you. it's good. Um, I'm not a good big clam guy. Mm. That's fair. Mm. I'm not a big fish guy, but I do like shellfish. I do like seafood. I don't like seafood soup. Fair. And then once the bouts are finished, they start working in some of that tactics, and they're like, we're going to push it. Let's figure out the next card now. But before that, I actually really enjoy, or I guess they kind of, we find out afterwards that this was all part of the tactic, that mm-hmm. these were throwaway matches. These were, we need to, we know we're going now. to lose against these three, so let's make them have to work hard enough for it that they can't do the next round so we can... Start putting them away. Yeah, start whittling them down. So these are sacrifice plays, but they're strong sacrifice plays and after after figuring out the next card you uh find out uh just how big of a bitch momo senpai is what the <laughs> fuck is their deal momo is such a bitch momo's the patissier yeah yeah <laughs> she's one of the scariest people in this whole thing something about her just freaks me out so mean i don't like them she's like She's the one that looks like she's, like, 12. Yeah. 
Uh, she's the queen of cute, although her stuff is... A connoisseur of cuteness. The the castle she made looked... Fun, like, we'll get We'll good. get to those. Yeah. Actually, those rose tarts she made looked fucking fantastic, but I love apple-based... Yeah. Bakery um, stuff. Well, I mean, we can announce what this yep, the second sorry, card sorry, sorry. is. Soma versus Some Saito, with butter being the ingredient. Saito being the sushi guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Takumi Aldini versus uh, Etsuya Aizen, the alchemist. The, the fucking creeper gang dude that manipulates shit. Yeah, the guy who like tried to like kick them out of uh, Kyokusei and mm-hmm. also was like... The shadow guy behind the chicken wars. Yeah, and the guy that got tr- got Mimasaka to go after people and got That's his right. Marceluna taken away from him. I about that. Uh, and their ingredient is beef. Dude, those ones look good, especially... I uh, mean, I was all about Aldini's in this one. Oh, hell yeah. Especially the concept of the trifecta between all three dishes. I was like, hell yes, I want to mm-hmm. eat all of that. Uh, and Megumi versus Momo with the apples. Momo deserved that win. I'm sorry. Yep. Mm, it yes and no. We'll get to it, but yeah, this one has them working together. And what I like is this: these three do work together better than like anyone else. Well, that, could really. Well, that's the first one that gets decided is the Megumi versus Momo. So mm-hmm. um, we end up learning that Megumi got uh, trained by. What's his name? Uh, Shino. Shino, yeah. Um, uh, which, oh my god, I love her just, like, fucking, like, just, like... Getting into a sports manga mindset? <laughs> which just is just, like, so fucking inside <laughs> a baseball for manga and anime. It's just, like, weebs who are just, like, I'm gonna pretend that I'm in this anime so that I can do this thing. It's like, now, oh my fucking god, I love this so much. <laughs> Remind me, in the anime, you. Shino just kind of rolls with it. it Yes. Because in the yeah. manga, there's at least some more of him being like, what the fuck? Stop calling me coach. What's happening right now? But at least you're cooking better. I think he says something like that once, and then every other time he kind of just like stumbles for a second before he responds. I, he does. It, yeah, it's something along the lines of He does get used to it, like, but I feel like in the manga there was a bigger deal of like, what's happening right now? I guess you need to call me coach for some reason? Fine, we'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. I do love that they switched to the terrible like 90s shoujo animation style for a second there. Uh, she makes the uh, uh, something yaki. Um, uh, dorayaki. Dorayaki. It's a stuffed pancake. Stuffed sweet pancake with the uh, red bean paste. And then she's got the hidden apple butter in the middle or something like that. The, the, so the apple butter was what was coating <laughs> the outside of okay. the pancake. And then in there, oh, I can't remember what was all in there. There was something There's in ginger. The- Mm-hmm. From Aldini's dish. Um, and I can't remember what else. Because all of them helped each other, which was probably... Well, cause, yeah, because the apple butter's from Soma's dish. Uh-huh. The ginger's from Aldini's. Uh, and oh, she but it was the ginger that, like, didn't, like, added too much tartness or something to it, if I remember correctly. Oh, it looked good. Momo's was so crazy, though. Well, and... The, I need to try them, but I'm not convinced on bean paste sweets from Japan because it. I want to try them. Way. I haven't tried them. Of these two dishes, that's the one I'm less apprehensive to get into. Having had dishes 
that are that use rose water to like flavor stuff. It can go very wrong. There's no getting around to that. And that's a lot of fucking roses on that. that I just fucking love the the apple tart and the looking like the rose and the the because okay yeah she makes a basket of apple tarts where she makes them look like a a a bouquet of roses Mm -hmm. using the apples which I love. I've seen stuff like that in real life and it always Mm -hmm. looks amazing. And then I want to say the basket itself was also bread. edible, which like, I'm... Like brioche bread or some shit. That's some uh, great British bake-off bullshit that I love. And I, as I said, any kind of like, here's a baked pastry with apple in it. I'm like, just shove it in my fucking gullet. Like, apple fritter. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Apple fritters, apple pie, apple uh, cobbler. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm American that I struggled after I got through those three <laughs> options, but... Apple brown betty. Apple turnover. See, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm into it. Apple is just like one of the best baking additions. Did you say cobbler? I did say cobbler. Apple crumble. <laughs> My favorite sandwich to make involves apple butter. You've mentioned this previously. It's one of your favorite things to make, and it sounded fucking amazing. It's so simple. You just pan fry some uh, chicken. Toast some bread with a little bit of mayo and garlic salt. And then you basically make a grilled cheese with the chicken, uh, a super sharp cheddar, and apple butter. Ooh, I'm into it. I honestly, ever since we did those apple risottos, have started using apple in a lot of my cooking. And it is... It's made its way into a lot more curries uh, at my house. Uh, I don't do it with much with curries, but I'll do a lot of like... You know, fry up some onions and some peppers and some sausage or some whatever. And maybe sometimes I'll do sweet potatoes. I don't do as often as I used to. And then I'll toss in apples right at the last moment. And you get that little bit of sweet crunch in it. And it's so good. Also on pizzas. So I really like most things I've had that use rose flavoring in one way or another so i was all about this i was like momo you win this one i'm sorry you know i don't know if i've had any rose flavored stuff that's done by like a fucking professional that's the thing with rose flavoring it can be really good but if it goes wrong it can go really wrong and by professional i mean like someone who's done it a lot yeah Mm -hmm. someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about so momo wins but it she's not happy when she's leaving yeah, she's an angry little bitch at this one. Not cute at all, this Tadakoro Magumi. I do feel... Which then she, like, she stops using the cute nickname mm-hmm. for her. She's like, okay, fucking... Because that's the thing for her, and she'll use a cute nickname for anyone she thinks is under her. Mega Meow. <laughs> yeah. I do get bummed out of Magumi keeps heroically losing... Oh my god. We'll get to it later, but like her like wrap-up of the season... I want to be just a full fucking season. Her wrap-up of a season in the last second is a full chapter. Yeah. At least and in it, the next... It, I need that. I need her spinoff. I need it. I need it so much. <laughs> I know you love Megumi so much. She's my favorite. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Aldini and... Aldini uh, versus Iser. Yeah. Yeah. His was good. I don't know. I just... Because it was the, uh, he used the, the artichoke and the... The roast beef of enchantment. One, every name they've come up for his meal sucks. And, like, roast beef is good. I mean, I will never knock roast beef, but <coughs> it's roast beef with an artichoke sauce. I'm sure it's great. And an egg. An egg. 
Yeah, nothing about that seems like innovative, but also at the same time, yo, baby, give me some of that. Yeah. I'm going to munch and crunch that. It's good. I will eat a lot of it, and then I'll nap for like six hours afterwards. Like This, in my opinion, this is the biggest stunt in the entire season is Aldini turning his into a fucking appetizer. Aldini's shit is great, and I want that... Pizza. He's like, wait, I figured you were going to use artichokes, yo. I uh, just knew what you were going to do, so I uh, uh, played it to my favor. <laughs> so as a side note for this one, uh, the, the reason that Alchemist Douchebag used artichoke was because it will it, uh, affect the palate. It, it has cinnamon in it, which uh, affects the taste buds and basically makes everything super sweet. For a little bit afterwards. For a little bit afterwards. For like 15 minutes afterwards. And he's timing it out like that. Like, as soon as they're done eating, his will be ready to plate. And if they don't play, if he doesn't serve it, then it's fucked. So. This is the season where Food War starts really hitting the edge of how much I'm willing to accept the, like, funny gimmicks. But, like, it makes for compelling television. But when I think about it, I'm also like, but side note, shut the fuck up. But it actually super works for this character. His, what was it? The Shusharini? Shusharini pizza. Shigarini? Yeah. Shigar- yeah. I wrote it down, but I have terrible handwriting, so it doesn't actually help that way. Oh my god, it sounded so good. And then the four piece, the four cheese on the other side. Dude, more and more as I gr- as I'm like getting like into my like in the last like couple of years, I've just realized fucking cheese pizza is wicked slept on. I'm not a big cheese pizza guy, although add in four cheeses, do different stuff with it. Maybe put some goat cheese on the top and I can get really into it. Yeah. I miss, but uh, it can't just be if it's just a, like a like a basic. Ass we put mozzarella, mozzarella on the top. No, shut the like, fuck up. Okay, get out of here. I'm not talking about like a, a Costco pizza cheese pizza. <laughs> I'm talking like a cheese pizza from Bigger Pizza. Uh, I'll give you that. I miss uh, Pizza Pipeline's cheese to the seventh power. Seven kinds of cheeses. Oh, shit, that sounds good, actually. On the other hand, it's Pizza Pipeline, but... But seven cheeses. Okay, fine. <laughs> pizza Pipeline was a terrible... I don't know if it was local or just a chain I feel that like it's survive. a relatively wide spread. I feel like it's a franchise of some sort. Yeah, but it's like a, one of those... Is it Montana-only thing? I feel like it's outside of Montana. There were a couple outside of Montana. I don't know. But when I was a kid in 2003 in uh, high school... They sold two slices of pizza and a very watered-down soda, insanely watered-down soda. Oh, it was 90% ice. For two fifty. dollars Which, hey, man, two fifty for a bunch of ice is but not bad. you could always tell... <laughs> <laughs> but you could always tell the freshmen from the others, because all the freshmen swarmed Pizza Pipeline, and all the people who had been around for a minute went an extra half block down and got Bridge Pizza, local good pizza... For 50 cents more. Like, it's one slice. Like, yeah, but that slice is a quarter of a pizza. Yes. Yeah, like, literally, like, proportionally-wise, you're getting two slices that is the same as the one slice you're getting. Probably bigger. Probably bigger, and also better quality of ingredients, better quality of uh, care put into it. A lot less body hair, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But not seven cheeses. But not... Mm, depending on the day, you might be eating seven That's cheeses. That's true. That's true. At least four. <laughs> like... It's true. The faux cheese. And then, I don't remember, how did he beat the sweet 
thing. It's the... Oh, just so the... because he knew that he was going to do the artichoke, because he's like, there's two choices. It's either going to be artichoke or miracle fruit, because um, either one is going to affect the taste buds, but miracle fruit lasts for hours, whereas artichoke wears off quickly, and he didn't need it to be screwing up the Soma versus mm-hmm. uh, Saito. So he's uh, just adjusted the amount of things in the, the dish he was already going to make. Yeah. Okay. Like he upped the acidity of the, the he glaze. He just makes it more bitter in yeah. general. Like so he, it balances like, out. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I gotcha. That's, that's right. Um, it still sounded fucking amazing. I don't, I, I do still feel weird of like eat the cheese pizza after words eat the the whatchamacallit first but also i just like stuff although i feel like the cheese pizza wouldn't would have definitely been lost after the cinnamon and like it would be too sweet like the like natural sweetness of the cheese would be wildly like oversweetened yeah no it makes like, sense with the way this is set up i just like looking at that pizza i keep being like just i i don't i want the i want the meat side but i imagine like the like the come down of the cheese would be much better. I do well, remember thinking while watching this of like, like I use these cheeses. And I was like, Oh shit. I'm like, those are normal ass cheeses, man. Like, yeah. That's just... yeah. Mozzarella, Parmigiano, Gorgonzola, ricotta, some wildly exceptional cheeses. That there. said, putting Gorgonzola on it is going to wildly change the flavor profile of everything else that you mentioned there. But like, that's where he lost me in all honesty. I was like, oh. Oh, man, I had Gorgonzola in the burrito that I ate before we recorded this. <laughs> you don't agree with me. <laughs> it It is, it adds a nice, I don't know, burst of flavor. Uh, and then we had the butter match between Saito and Soma. Uh, Saito had the seafood bowl. I do not remember this fucking match at all. I watched this episode like twice in the, I've seen this episode like, Several times at this point, but twice in the little lead up to us watch uh, recording, I don't remember fucking any of this. Yeah, and then uh, Soma had the rich butter pilaf. Im- I can't read what I wrote down here. Imrazushi. It was like the stuffed tofu skin. Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like yeah, an yeah. inari sushi. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Uh, yeah, it that looked pretty good, and he used like a different kind of cream sauce or cheese sauce on top that's like more mellow mild. this is the one that of the three it just seemed the least interesting although I did like the idea because this is where to talk about uh, because they have that whole thing of like he can't beat my blade they're they're so hardcore into the the blade metaphors in this one because he's the samurai sushi man yeah, yeah, he approaches everything like he's a warrior, and it's... Yeah. In fairness, I really like the Samurai Sushi Man, but he is... <laughs> he's such a good goof. He is the anime stereotype of all anime. And it I was, love how his entire team's like, here, he's on his fucking shit again. <laughs> yeah, I forget, like... This it, one doesn't talk like that. He talks like that all the time. It's in the next episode after he's lost to Soma that, like, they're talking about his recovery process, and he's just like... Oh, yeah, he took a, an ice water bath uh, under the waterfall to recover this morning. He said he was going to do... Uh, he did one last night. He said he's going to do another one today. And then um, uh, they're just both like, Oh, my God, I that would make me feel so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting that the, the ten aren't nearly... Like, other than a couple of, you know, the alchemist fucking whatever. Uh, 
aren't nearly as villainous as you would expect them to be being part of this insane plan. Well, they're not that. I think it makes sense when you get to the epilogue. And, you know, I mean, they're mostly just the weird story. chaos agents. Well, they're like, kind of just like, wait, we don't have this responsibility anymore. We can just go be people. Peace out. Wait, I graduated. I just get go to go be in the live, like in the world and be a normal person. I don't have to think Fucking about this horse sweet. shit. Yeah. I mean, normal person. Let's go to the Amazon to catch Paragua to cook. But uh, yeah. Not Paragua. I can't think of what that fucking fish is Piranha? called. No, it's, um, uh, they say there's the some weird yeah. fish in the Amazon. The butter one was the most forgettable. I, I really liked though, that it was not that they finally Soma's realized so much strength is, Oh, they both looked good. I just, yeah. So much strength is not just like, here's my sword. It's, Here's what I have. Here's what I learned from... Like, every element of his dish is backed by what he's learned and been able to mm -hmm. incorporate from working with the other chefs that he's worked with. And not just working with them, but fighting, fighting against, against them yeah. and training... It, it's the whole... So, like, it's it's one sword versus these thousands of swords and that then a Soma gun. has learned. And a gun. <laughs> God, when he pulls out the fucking rifle and shoots his sword. It's so good. Which would have been from the random uh, hunter lady that lives yeah, in Kyoto. Snow White of the Beasts of the Wilderness, <laughs> or whatever other she's called. Oh, my. Yeah, that was Yuki. good. That's, That's right. it. Yuki's great. My wife might be Yuki in a lot of ways, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We have baby goats right now, and we will probably eat one of them later I feel on, like, so... I feel like it would be a very on-brand move for <laughs> CC to just, like, go off and slaughter something for a fresh meal. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even... Zach's like, and tonight... <laughs> it might be. I don't know what dinner is tonight. Uh, third card? Uh, Ishki versus Sukasa? Ishki versus Skasa... Uh, Erna versus Momo. And Aldini versus uh, Kobayashi. Number Rindo. two seed. Yeah. Awesome. Rindo. I love Rindo, Rindo, by the way. Rindo is one of my favorite characters in this show. Dude. And Rindo's then the, so great. And like the fact that she's friends with um, uh, Skasa is so weird. The fact that they that's how they ended is that they, they're just off doing their business. It's just like... That's the most odd couple pairing in this entire series. I'm into it. I actually think it works really well. I think it is a very good balancing act that will, really will work. I like it. Uh, and the Ishki one was Rabbit, Brown Sugar for Momo Arena, and Spear Squid for Aldini Rindo. Oh, I love that they refer to um, Ishki's uh, dishes like intensely Japanese cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which order did these ones get decided? I just watched this and I can't remember. And I'm even looking at the Wikipedia right now to try and fit. They go rabbit first. It's almost harder. I think so. It's almost harder with this season to keep track of like the order they did the cooking just because there's nothing but fucking dishes this season. There's no like character yeah. times in between. So they start to blur a little bit. Uh, let's go with the rabbit first. Cause the I rabbit. do think that is one of the big ones. We knew Ishki was going to lose because again, thematically it has to be, and that's the other thing with the season, though, is that like fucking certain like dishes finish first, though they're not like not immediately paired off. Like uh, at one point, fucking Rindo just like oh right slaps like, down her dish real quick, and it's just like uh, we I'm were, done. <laughs> we were about to taste this other thing, and then it's like ah, don't worry about it. We're so good at our jobs, we can taste all of these at once and know the difference. 
and they're like, "Well, you that. you hated are." That. Yeah, I think that happened with the the ramen, African ramen, and the. Um, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, but like Momo finished the firecracker, the, the firecracker one. Um, Momo's dish would have taken like a day and a half, but somehow <laughs> she finishes first. That's which, right. That's also the other thing that I feel like the way they write some of this and the way it's timelined <laughs> out. Some of these people are just fucking standing around doing nothing. Like, Erina is literally just, like, she must be doing fucking nothing <laughs> for, like, 20 minutes while Momo's busting out a fucking sculpture-level cake creation. She really is the Great British Bake Off given anime form. Yes. It's cool. It's a Barbie dream house, but... She's kind of that chocolate I guy, like that sponge cake. Like, it, nothing about it looked bad. It's just that Erina's was that much better. Uh, the only thing that I'm impressed by with the sponge cake, having made a ton of them, is the fucking cool art laid into it. Mm. And it's a cool presentation piece, but it is one of those, the, the cooking itself is, I don't want to say, like, meh, because I'm sure it's fucking great, but it's not, there's nothing as interesting for the twists of the cooking. It's beautifully done sponge cake with cute pictures. Yeah, and she added like soy sauce and some other stuff to enhance the flavor of the brown sugar that she used in the cakes. And that's right, that was neat. Yeah, yeah, Um, and interesting candies and stuff. I'm kind of tempted to try it, but I'm also terrified of like. I have no idea what that. I'm not a baker either. Yeah, not a baker. Also, don't know uh, what that ratio would be so that it doesn't just. I imagine that goes real bad real fast if you mess that one up. What yeah. does Erina make? Erina, yeah. Well, it's the... But it's also, like, not... It's, like, a kind of... It's a souffle, but it's mimicking the Doriaki that Megumi That's made. right. She took the idea of what Megumi was going for and then used the god tongue to tweak it. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like there's a little bit of Soma that she's stealing from in that one. Because of the souffle. The, yes. Although that doesn't come up as much... Um, I really like and, the oh, relationship. Greek yogurt in her sauce, which was like... Dun, dun, dun. You can tell the foods that are more common in America than Japan when they're like, oh my god, I'm like, it's fucking Cajun seasoning, calm yeah, down. Yeah, dude, I gave my dog <laughs> Greek yogurt yesterday. I, like, seriously, my dog gets some Greek yogurt with breakfast and dinner, that's not a big deal. <laughs> um, I really do love the relationship between Erina and Megumi, though. Like, once Erina gets off her high horse and recognizes that... She's one of the ones that recognizes that Megumi might be one of the best chefs of the group. She may mm-hmm. not be like where she's gonna be yet, but she sees that she, that she Meg- can see where she's going. Yes, she can see Megumi's trajectory of like, you're gonna go places. This guy fucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love the idea that she recognizes that why uh, Momo got so pissed at Megumi is Momo is plateaued. I know what's cute. Everything I think is cute is perfect cute because no one has fought me in this in years, which is Erina for most of this goddamn series. (laughs) And then she meets people like Megumi and Soma and goes, oh, shit, my dad's entire plan is horseshit. And Momo's right. Momo is one of the ten that it makes the most sense that she would sign up for this because why wouldn't everyone do what she does? Because she knows what. Yeah, mm-hmm. she only knows what's cute, and she, everything she does is cute. Like, why the fuck? Is, you guys should have been listening to me 
from the get-go. Why wouldn't I do this? So there's no challenge to it. Like, it doesn't make... Rindo in particular, it makes no sense other than Skasa went with him and she'll go wherever Skasa goes. Yeah, sounds like a fun yeah. time. But, like, the, her, but the actual plane itself, I can oh, just see her being she like, didn't listen to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a fun time. I um, really enjoyed... This is one of the... I think this is one of my favorite Erina moments in the entire series, though. Like, this fight in particular is great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to eat her too. And then that episode ends with Azami showing up uh, on stage and announced that he will judge for the remaining of the right. Shogeki and matches. I know Dean and like that it's all kosher with both sides. And like Dean Asami's everybody signed off on it. It's like this is what we're doing. Everybody's I'm cool still like, with no, it. shut the fuck up. No, this is <laughs> this is obvious. I I realize there's a whole thematic thing of purifying and yada yada yada, but like you're wrong. <laughs> You're just. I cannot remember the name of the organization of that is like the judges. The, the WC something. Don't remember. Yep. Yeah. WC something. W W something. I'm pretty sure the. Two... I was going to say WGA, but that's the Writers Guild of America. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to say WHO, which is the World Health Organization, <laughs> and that's not right at all. It is like the World Food something or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that the and I think two this males is judge, the point where the two males is just like get replaced. Yeah, gone. Side Bring note: some... those two totes married. I am a hundred percent convinced that the two male judges are married to each other and possibly in a polyamorous relationship with the third judge. From that, they keep ending up. Now she just films for them. <laughs> I'm just saying, they keep ending up like there's one where they're being overpowered by it, and their representation is those two naked in a barrel going off like Niagara Falls. Judges, WGO. That's why you're thinking. uh, Oh, I was so close with WGA. (laughs) And you were so close with WHO. I was the one that was like, WWF! Like... (laughs) But like every, they're always other than like, oh, I'm trapped in between their boobs. But we're trapped into the boobs while smooshed together with our bits touching. Not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying those two are a couple. I'm saying it's a great thing, and I think they're a couple. Yeah, I'm all for it. They were getting out there. In the same way that I'm pretty convinced Spear that, squid. that the God damn it, that the two judges that replaced them were also a couple. The one is definitely fucking Dean Asami. Well, yeah, but you know. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Oh, but like for some reason, one of the sitting ones was like, "Nah, I gotta stay. This is too unkosher." Um, yeah, because she gives a shit about the integrity of the position. And then the one who doesn't get a sit is now going to sit on um, Ozmi's lap. Yeah, the entire time, which they had to show how stilted this <laughs> stats were. Very stilted. And then, uh, oh, we didn't even cover Rindo versus. Right, right. So that's the okay. spear squid. Uh, yeah, Rindo's looks amazing. That Kausa? She uses ant in it? No, that's the net. That okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this was, she so did the... So that would be actually Takami presents his calamari. Yep. Um, a dish while Rindo presents her Peruvian, um... I don't remember if I've ever told this story. Kosa. It was when I, it, within the first, like, six months of dating CC. And we're making dinner, and she's making calamari, and I'm just so fucking excited. I'm just so... And I turn around, and it's gone. And I'm like, what? Where the fuck is the calamari? Where's the calamari, CC? And she's like, I threw it away. And I'm like, you what? <laughs> she's like, I ruined it. It was terrible. I threw it all away. And I don't... I never got to taste it. 
I don't know. <laughs> to this day, I am like, where the fuck is the calamari? It was gone. <laughs> it was bad. You're I not did. allowed to have it, sir. No, it's the, just a running fight, but I'm like, it would have been fine. So Rindo did that causa, and it was basically like a play on potato salad, except it was the layered, slightly gel, well, like... The, the different layers were put together in different ways. It was just made so that it was stayed layer because one of the layers was like the squid burger and then underneath it was something special that wouldn't normally be there. And like, oh, uh, she was like Amarillo paste and stuff like that. Um, yeah, this, I wanted to eat it so These badly. were another two dishes that I just like kind of somehow spaced on. Yeah, the, I got... The, uh, Takanis uh, calamari and her uh, casa... Way over my head, uh, like I didn't didn't catch him really. I was sad when uh, Takumi lost, but again, another thing. But yeah, she outclasses him, and Takumi loses, which is unfortunate, but kind of understandable. With like they're gonna set up a clear like it's gonna be a these a, two versus these, these two. two, and Takumi is not gonna be one of those two. Okay, so Ishki versus Sasuke. Yeah, yeah, Ishki does a um uh, a Japanese rabbit. chowder. Soup, rabbit yeah. soup, mi- mi- miso soup of some sort. I've, I'm remembering. The Japanese soups are great. Honestly, Asian soups tend to be. I know we've already kind of made fun of soups in this episode, but I, I think Asian soups tend to be better than European soups. He makes a traditional Japanese one mono soup, which uh, shocks the rebels since rabbit uh, meat will overwhelm the soup's taste. It, rabbit is too gamey for this this soft, gentled. Um, uh, um, uh, flavor and uh, subtle notes of seafood of the traditional soup. They're so right, and he ha- doesn't he have the bit that you cut into, and that's what basically turns it into more of a miso soup. Yeah, it- and like they talk about how like the in Japanese arts, there's a concept of um, uh, like movement within the art to create a f- form of story, and like it's an intensely Japanese concept within an intensely Japanese traditional soup that he's making where he's got like the idea of you breaking apart this little nugget makes it a whole different other soup and changes the broth. That's a big ongoing theme with this show anyways of my foods in stages. And once you hit this one thing, it changes the entire meal. They're so fucking worried about gamey though. They really are. I know gamey can go wrong, but like I, I've not cooked rabbit, but they're still terrified of bear in this episode. That right? I'm trying that, to remember if I've had rabbit. I feel like I must have at some point, but I've had rabbit. I've never cooked rabbit. Yeah, I've never had rabbit. Or I don't. It. I remember it being fine. Like I know it's kind of used as high cuisine, but it's it was good. Um, and then. Tsukasa does that. Live à la royale. It looks amazing. I, I, that's the one. Once again, I kind of want it. I want his. Yeah. Like I get why he wins this one, especially once they start talking about like the, the different layers he has hidden underneath it and stuff. I was like, oh, yep. Okay. Yep, so um, other than the foam thing, I always get when Tsukasa wins. I just always find the other stuff more interesting. So I'd be on the rebels side. Also, because the plan is psychotic. I know we've covered this, but I just... Yeah. Of the two dishes, I'd be more interested in um, uh, Ishiki's dish, personally, because Japanese cuisine is more interesting, personally, than French uh, cuisine to me, personally. Um, uh, But, uh, damn, that did look good. 
Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole play on, like, the richness of his dish and that it's originally only served to rent French royalty and all this stuff. And then so much And also like, this layer can be called a, a royale. And then someone's just like, well, seems like you didn't actually try when uh, we fought. (laughs) I love that someone never realizes that people are like just humoring him and beating him because he had the same thing with Ishki being like, you son of a bitch. You actually know how you're doing. You made me think you were trash. (laughs) Not even like uh, uh, it was that good and you weren't trying. What the fuck, man? Come on, man. This is not. Yeah. I guess when you grow up with his... Put me in the dirt. (laughs) Spank me, daddy. Um, I guess when you grow up with his dad as the thing, like, he never once went easy on him. That's an excellent point of which I would not have considered. He, His dad did not pull his punches. (laughs) He's like, well, okay, well, that's a good price. Uh, Here's how it's done good. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, Selma. Go make it better. You're a 12-year-old that's just learning to cook, and I'm the best cook on earth, so I'm going to show you what's what, kid. <laughs> I, You know, I probably would have been a little bit more team chowder on this one until they showed the cross-section of, like, exactly what every layer was in Sukkot. I'm like, oh, oh, that looks just heavenly. I just, I, I love a goulash. I want, <laughs> I want multiple flavors and textures on every bite if I can. Well, the layer stuff is fun, but you get like this, this, this. I want an explosion of stuff, not a, I don't know, fucking mathematical formula of stuff. Yeah. I want goulash so fucking bad now. Hungarian goulash specifically. (laughs) But that's why I'm also like a shit tier cook that just like, I make good stuff, but I have like, it will come in one of three forms. But it'll taste good. But then they're like, cool, well, now it's down to two versus two, but we're just going to make it so this next battle wins. I actually really liked this format. I thought... Me too. I do too. Also, especially setting up the concept of, like, one of you is going to do a starter, then the other is going to do the main. You're going to have to make a cohesive teamwork decision here, and it's going to have... Or are you? Well, and or I do, are you specifically, yeah. I do like that, because uh, we already liked the them having to work together, and all we were getting before is like, have some of my ginger. <laughs> and now it's like, full on working together. Well, and I mean, really the, the whole... Feels the, like, sorry. I was going to say, the big theme overall for Team Rebel has been not just helping each other, but using little bits of each other's things and sort of carrying it forward through the competition. So it's it's kind of the natural flow, which is probably why Grandpa, who's obviously Team Rebel, sort of. <laughs> well, it, it's the whole thing of the the rebels are using food wars to make each other better to balance, while the other people are using food wars to dominate. I am proving my superiority, so you can shut the fuck up, while the others want the amp that goes to eleven. <laughs> It's like, the the rebels are using food wars to, like, no, you're wrong. You can cook this better. Versus, no, you're wrong. I can cook this better. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it. Not to relate everything to my stupid sword fighting thing in the park, but... 
the best sparring I do, the best time I have is when I'm fighting with someone and we do a few rounds and I'm like, wait, stop, show me how you did that thing. Or like, what am I doing here? Or, hey, I noticed you're doing this, stop it. And it's so <laughs> much... Stop it. <laughs> okay, yes. In my very abbreviated way, it makes me sound like a jackass, but hi. Um, but it, it makes for better fights and it makes for a better community, it makes for better people when you're doing that to build as opposed to just... You get those people in any kind of competitive thing. Eh, I'm the best. Fuck you. You're not worth my time. Those people universally suck. Yeah. They're the trash. So, like, that's, that's why, it's why, like, Rindo actually isn't one of those people. She's just there for the chaos, but she's not thought two steps ahead where the chaos is going to be done. She's just hungry. She's I different love Rindo, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Rindo is like, yeah, the more I think about it, the, the less likely it would be that she should have been at the, at that table at all. Skasa. Um, She's there because Skasa. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's hanging out with her friend. They're going to go get some food after. <laughs> Final battle. Well, there's like a little bit of a... Yeah, there's a little bit like, in between. Who's going to do the starter? Who's going to do the main? I mean, I'm going to do the main. It You're is perfectly appropriate of those two cannot get along. And part of it is because they're trying to do the other one, where you're, there's the clear defined boundaries. I do this, you do this. And it doesn't work with the whole, you know, as much as it's supposed to be working together, it's the whole group as a whole, rising e- raising each other up that has been kind of the whole theme of Food Wars. It's also, like, one last time for them to really stick in that, like, the way these two work together is that they fight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They don't... They, they, they only work together because they're fighting together. They're fighting each other, and that's how they and work everyone together. else is kind of a byproduct. And, and it's just, like... It's just their good, good sparring that they're getting into at this point that is going to make them better. We just need to show you that as a reminder. I, I actually love it. I, I love the entire bit of those two realizing that they're actually in a food war with each other instead of... That is such a good, like, let's just get into the final battle. Because yeah. that's, that's the, all that really is, is that they fight about who's going to do it. But then fucking Skasa and Ringdo put plate theirs. They put out some gorgeous dishes. It's beautiful. This is right. the one where she uses ant. Yeah. Yeah, this is the... I can't say all of those French words. That's mushroom something. Mushroom millefeville with du inside. It's the one that we're like, I used older ants, so it's less acidic or younger. I don't remember which younger. one. Younger I was like, ants. How the fuck do you even know that? She's, not even like she's the master the of exotic. Food. No, no, I get that, but like not even trying the different. Like, how do you tell which is the younger ant? And then this brought me to a question though <laughs> that I had about Rindo of like, okay, so Ozami's just cool with you putting ants and everything. <laughs> that's that's gonna be chill when when he that's takes the, over. That's the other thing. He's like, gonna not be down with just... you hunting wild game that's super exotic, and then like incorporating that into every meal. That's not going to cause burnout in his book. Yeah, there's no way that a single one of her dishes would be cool with Director Ozzy. In all honesty, it doesn't make any sense. Other for than Scasa, there's nobody on the tens dishes who I think would match up to his standards. Uh, uh, Dickhead Alchemist. Al- yeah, maybe, but mostly because he's such a fucking bootlicker, he's gonna s- just get in line. Yeah, that's my point. And his sushi is supposed to be very sushi, good. I guess. Yeah, probably sushi. I think. But that might be Ramen too pedestrian, may have been actually. able to. I mean, well, no, because sushi can get super high class. I know that too. it can get super high class, but it's traditionally a street food, which probably means to Azami, that's bullshit. <laughs> 
Only Only French fine dining. Yes, but I guess, I mean, it's gotten to the point that it's one of those, like, it has become such an icon of the culture. Yes. I Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. And you can put it on Naked Ladies, which he's clearly also going to be into. Yeah, but that's going to be his home cook thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to save that for... I I forget what that style of presentation is, where you put the... Put, it's, it's a thing. Put, it's putting food on naked ladies. I know I just sound like a lunatic right now. No, I know, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's putting food on naked ladies. You have a woman be the sushi tray. I've never liked it. When I was a like, teenager, I was like interested because naked ladies. But even then, I was like, what if, they, uh, what if we had the food and then the naked ladies? What if they had any dudes do that? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody did. Joke about a dynamite roll. Yeah. Although it's supposed to be, like, not sexual, but also sexual because you have a naked lady. It's entirely a fucking, (laughs) um, uh, like, SM power play full. It's weird. I don't. It is some kinky bullshit at best. (laughs) Just have sex with your lady or your guy. I don't care. Do whatever works for you. And then go get (laughs) Or your sushi. I'll tell you Don't this. have sex with your sushi. I'll tell you this much on a personal note. <coughs> food and sex are not a thing I like to combine. No, I'm with you. I'm, mm, one, then the other. Yeah. And then the other again. Then the first Whatever day. order. <laughs> Whatever. However it works. Uh, yeah, so they played up the uh, Rindo and uh, Skasa played up their stuff. I don't even remember what they played. Uh, the plate of white armor with Oh, his signature disc. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Skasa. In a sauce chevre, however the hoity toity fancy French stuff. Okay, it looks what good was it? So, what that, was I remember? He he does venison. It was venison. It's basically like yeah. a a more more fancy ass version of the thing he did with Soma. Okay, yeah, because I remember actually Soma and Erina's dishes in this one. I just don't. Right, yeah. Like, let's just go over to that, because, like, Soma's appetizer is the thing in this season that I most want to eat in the entire world. It yes. also ties back to the very first thing It ties back he to made. everything mm-hmm. that he's made. I know, but, like, but I, like, it's very definitively the first that... Like, the, that wrapped meat dish. That the is fake pot the, roast that yeah, he made before us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically that again. But, but it's better. a fucking caveman. But I want it so better. bad. And then uh, it's he, a cartoon caveman meat stick. He presents this as an appetizer, and everyone's just like, "Well, this is delicious, <laughs> but also you fucked up because this is not an appetizer. This is a main course dish. You're a you dickhead. A Flintstone <laughs> big hunk of meat. It is straight up what pops up on fucking um, Gauntlet Legends when you kill something. Yes. <laughs> like it is. I like food. <laughs> and, and everyone's just like, you dumb fucking idiot. You, Did I break you? I'm sorry. You yes. bastard, Soma. You fucking dummy. How could you? You just are so stupid. How? <laughs> you, you plated a full course meal as a starter. It's not a full course meal. There's one thing right there. But also, that motherfucker's huge. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. That, no. that is a two-hander and then, like, has a full burger, like, that, that's... Look, I'm an American fat man. <laughs> you, you understand. Oh, no, I understand. <laughs> I am also an American fat man. Yes. Um, I like to eat, but if you just plated that as a starter and didn't tell me about this, and I have <laughs> a main dish coming after that, I was like, okay, just bring me a box for the rest of this starter, because I can't finish it. I was expecting and my main it. Dish that's going to be my breakfast tomorrow. I was half expecting like the twist on it to be the pate is like foam, 
so that it could be a starter. Yes. And yet still be that I size. Would have been or something. I would have been, no, that, that thing has to be inside or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe or, not the entire thing, but like the inner layer yeah. or something. Or it's or made like of tofu. Or potato in the inside to like wrap around to the big, but no, because it's not, it, it's a battle between him and Erina, and this is his way of kicking Erina yeah, he's into like, trying. By the way, I tried all your food earlier. Uh, none of it stacks up to him, but if I can tie him, then all you have to do is beat me. And you can do that. You've done it every time. Oh, and he also uses uh, the god tongue to his favor. I did like that. that which I love that. He's just like, oh, oh, fucking Osmi wants to use the god tongue for his plan. <laughs> yeah, he does do the creepy Soma. <laughs> I will do the same. And then just has her take his test everything to hone it in to be absolutely perfect. Now, here's the I want to eat his the most in the entire season. That that caveman dish is fucking astounding. Erina mm-hmm. uh, coming up with like how she comes around to what ties her dish together fucking it's, moves it's me. It's basically furiyaki rice again, right? It, yes, the, it's the transforming furikake. Furikake, thank you. Um, but also, but with the with the, 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 the squid and right squid. That oh was oh my god, <laughs> that got me. It, it got me so good, <laughs> and I was just like. And, like, other aspects of her dish and her incorporating just, like, basically trash cooking. And just, like, so much. I, I had forgotten <laughs> about just, this. like, and a giant the, middle finger to her dad. I don't remember if it was you guys or my wife talking about, like, eventually they're going to have to, he's going to have to make that work. And I'm like, I don't think they do. I think it was your wife because we talked about this on the podcast that, you're, and, that okay. she wanted And this. he, and I mean, I wasn't wrong because he doesn't. Yeah, you got to have the Galaton to make that work. <laughs> you, oh, God. Okay. You're welcome. Endowment. Oh, my goodness. Exploding close. So, like, they... In canon... This is the thing we definitely talked about on the last episode. Yes. I, I needed to, because... But it didn't go to this extent. It didn't go to this extent. So, these are all high schoolers... All of these, these, the yes, audiences. Yes, it's the running is, problem is with schoolers. this anime, and there's no getting around it. And he's just stripped them all scantily clad. Which, like, I don't even know. I don't have words. I. And it's weird because we've all seen them scantily clad, but before it was all. It felt like a. It was. They did. It wasn't happening. It wasn't happening in front of everybody. Oh, also, you know what? The other thing that always makes it weirder is it's when it's okay. So obviously, like the the clothes exploding or kind of orgasm feeling is a representation of flavor, but it's it's both. Then when one because of we the, have that in the first episode, and when, none of them are knockery. When one of the, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this so carefully. When people of similar ages do it to each other, it doesn't creep me out in the same way as when an older person makes a younger person's clothes explode. Although I still do love Megami giving um, uh, Grandpa Nakari a, uh, what, what, what do they call uh, it? A uh, minor disrobing. No, no, and they his... use some very fucking, <laughs> uh, very specific Hidden. phrasing. Um, I don't remember what it was. Secret disrobing or something like that. (laughs) His underwear fell off. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This fucking show. But, like, apparently this family alone has that ability. Yeah. But if you take on the name at any point through marriage, you also get the ability. 
what? <laughs> <laughs> because that's how fucking Ozmi still has it, is that he doesn't have the Nakri name anymore. But because he was married into the family, he At still... one point, he still has it. But also, like, at other points throughout the series, we have people's clothes explode off them. But it tends not to be actual clothes exploding. It tends to be... I think we do have, like, the precedent set that, like, it is also a visual metaphor. It's usually a visual metaphor. Now it's happening. Now it's actually literally happening. (laughs) That's the bigger problem. So so anytime a knockery is in the room tasting something... Just get the fuck out. (laughs) Just leave. Or just be naked. It just yeah. starts stripping. I know what's coming. Oh my god! <laughs> or, or hope the food sucks. <laughs> Ishki knew the whole time. That's just it's you're like that looks too that looks too delicious, and I can't have this shredded. And you're just <laughs> racing to get your spit onto it first. <laughs> oh no! Not racing to get your clothes off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the slow mo race across the room where you just hawked a loogie, and it's like mid flight. I think it's because it's some of the first ones that you see, but like because we haven't mentioned the bros, the himbos that are like always commentating. Yes, yeah, who are Cici's absolute favorite characters in the show, which like they I looked up their Wikipedia and like anime, manga. Whole backstory, all of it, nobody knows. Nobody, they just have nothing. They're, we think we they don't do know fried specials. foods because we see a lot of their, like, my fried what vegetables were better than yours, but, like... Only one of them did that dish. The other one did something else, and, like, but that's the... You only see them cook three things between the two of them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're just there to be the bros. Right. We my need the is, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead of those two. One, yes, yes, please. Two, I literally had a dream after we finished this, that I was, like, reading some Teen Titans or in the Teen Titans. You know how it is. Like, dreams is never quite clear. Mm-hmm. But the bros were part of the Teen Titans. <laughs> and I just accepted that there were these two, like, yeah, bros. Love it. Fine. Uh, the good music goes. I Admittedly, this show is very good at when they're getting the final explosive thing and they have the end credit music start playing, even if it's not the end of the episode. I get into it. I have that like, yeah, I'm feeling the emotions here. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, dude. I got some real good emotional beats throughout this whole series. There were some real good like heart feeling with joy of like, ah, oh, they're doing it. I just noticed, sorry, I, I'm having a hard time reading my own right. I've made so many notes this time. And you time, can't read them. Most of them I can't read. <laughs> um, I did realize Aaron is last dish as... Fancier as it was, it basically was fried chicken with croutons and eggs. Yeah, all right. I like it. And as soon as I realized she basically just made fried chicken, I was like, well, that's why she that's wins. That's why she wins. I love good fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, shit, I want fried chicken now. I'm I'm apparently very hungry if we didn't, if, <laughs> yeah. uh, we haven't gathered. We've been talking about food for like an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. And then after her win, as director Zombie's walking out, Father, thank you for all that you taught me. No, fuck you. I hated that. I hated that. I love that because that's her way of saying fuck you. All that you taught, you taught me to do everything that you you didn't want me to do. Oh, I did everything you taught me, and then I went and did everything else, too. I just, I didn't read it that way. I like that much better. I just read it as, like, her honestly showing appreciation for the, like, 
years of hardcore abuse, and I was like, nope, don't oh, like no, this. Oh, no, she like, learned from the abuse not to trust this motherfucker. Thank you for teaching me everything you taught me. Yeah, yeah but then after that's how that, I took it, too, it was like... But then after fucking words, uh, uh, Gin and uh, Daddy Yukihira just were like, let's go have a drink together, random abusive evil man. Well, they were all boys from back in the day. Yeah, like, they're trying to help care. their boy. Yeah, they're trying to clean you him up. You don't take Dahmer out to a drink for old time's sake. I mean, you do before you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be more docile when he's drunk. So many of the characters in this show end up not actually being evil, and I actually really like that about the show in the same way of Ted Lasso, but not... Not... I don't think he's evil. Yeah. I think he's just a supreme fuckboy. <laughs> A supreme fuckboy who's so fuckboy that he came around to, like, he's a evil adjacent. I just... I do think the amount of child abuse... The moment I saw the child abuse was yeah. when I was done. That's really what it was. Just, that, that's where we cross over into the evil territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you let that sentence get all the way through and realize and what I realized, you were saying, oh, did you? <laughs> child abuse. Okay, there's the, there's the Let's evil Let's reel this shit back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna walk that one back. Uh, so they win... Um, uh, cause it's so fucking delicious and she's the God tongue and, um, and then all the student IDs get retrieved from Pucci. Um, and then we do the next like two chapters of the manga in like a fucking throwaway. And I don't think they were getting that. Oh, they, they, well, they didn't think they were getting their final season. They didn't think they were getting the final season because they didn't even think they were getting season four. As far as I know, like distribution wise, like it was all over the phone. Oh, the rights issues of this are the fucking it, worst. I'm sorry. Anyone who wants to watch this after listening to us talk. Yar is all I can say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of right. Yar. Fucking, they have to choose a num new number one. Aaron is like... I love how all that played out. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, no, you're going to be the number one, Soma. And then Soma's... And then they have to choose a new director. And Grandpa Nakari can't do it anymore because it'd be he'd lose face if he took it back. Uh, also, because he's fucking old and wants to retire. Like, I actually like that way better. I mean, he's like, no. <laughs> Yes. Do you see how stressful this fucking place is? No. So I forget who says, but basically I think it's Soma's. Like so yeah, is, Soma. you have to if do If I'm this. number one, then you gotta be the director. Uh, five generations. Come on, keep the thing going. Nepotism, baby! <laughs> yeah. Um, also, you're better than me, and I have to... You gotta be above me somehow. Also, there's a little bit of a... Uh, he's into that thing going on with those <laughs> two, so... Yeah. And then basically someone's just like, uh, food wars, anybody, open challenge. I do like that we see a little bit of how they've kind of changed the atmosphere of like, you can just do a food war. It doesn't have to be for like, you get kicked out of the school. Yeah, we sure, your rankings go up and down. Cool. You don't have to bet the knife your mom gave you that's now like super precious to you and your mom's passed away. That's like, you don't have, you can just do the food war. Because <laughs> before it would have been like, not just I'll bet my mother's knife. My dead mother's knife. So this cancer knife, I will bet, it's like, also you get to stab me with it. And they'd be like, well, they did write it down in a food war, so I guess yeah. it's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go live in the gutter for, for the rest the of my life. War, in all honesty. So, Can know, I stab sort of... you and your sister? Because then I'd be into... <laughs> Can you dig up your mom? And I'll stab her with her own knife. <laughs> That's very fucked up. <laughs> God, both episodes we've recorded today have just gone in dark places. <laughs> you know. It's yeah, cloudy for one day outside. <laughs> it was... 
Um, and then the, the wrap-up episode is Megami basically just, like, reading a letter of telling everybody. It's not even a wrap-up episode, is it? It's, it's just... It is one... It's yeah, basically it, the, the last episode. It's the last... Episode. It's a full fucking episode? I straight up thought that it was just, like, the last... Okay. It ends with the regimental food war, and then, the, like, deciding that you're number one, you're the new director, everybody fuck off. And then it's basically <laughs> just, like, a... a postscript for Megami of just like well this is what we're doing I went on vacation I went to a bunch of countries I learned a bunch of food Soma's doing this those are those guys are doing that <laughs> a bunch of people graduated and it looks like they're having much better lives now it's almost like this school is bad for people by the by I randomly took out this random American because I made him <laughs> I don't even remember what the American dish I mean it looked Great. Oh, oh it makes gumbo. 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 I do love a good Oh my gumbo. god, the 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 mama uh like the mama talking like talking about like the chef like he's a little baby and now she's just like mama's going to make it all better. I actually like, hope no, because <laughs> no. I actually hope because that was a full chapter in its own right. Her and Soma getting sent to this uh uh hotel and then they encounter this guy and he's part of an ongoing plot line that develops in its intro. I hope that that's the first episode of the next season, not because I give a fuck about Gumbo Man, but because it was a good intro into the John Wick era of Food Wars. Which I have not seen any of season five. I'm looking forward to it because as I said... Underground Food Wars? Yes! It's Black Market Food Wars. It's Underground Food Wars. And it's the one where I say they jumped the shark, but I want to try it again knowing that it's to the point of... I hate to say to the point of Goofy because we just watched this goddamn show and it starts and ends with Goofy, but, like... All I can think of is... Goofy for this show. All I can think of is <laughs> Underground Food Wars just ends with uh, Soma doing his version of that fucking bird dish that you're supposed to cover your head to shield yourself from God while you eat, like... Oh, the fucking one where they, like, stuff the baby bird and you eat it bones and all? Mm-hmm. Part of the flavor is you tasting your own blood? Oh, my God. That's a real fucked up The dish. French are the worst. <laughs> yeah. Whoever came up with that? It's the French. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's basically a wrap-up final episode. Megami covers everything, and like Soma's created a new golden age um, at, at Totsuki. Everybody's, the Diamond Generation. Everybody's just battling to battle, and like fucking the you, you see where the whole Polaris dorm is up to. Um, uh, meet meets uh, like taking business classes to learn more about uh, that end of the kitchen. Um, Some noobs are showing up, but they never give them any more than like two seconds of yeah, screen time. Yeah, they don't matter. And it's literally look, just man, like, we already have like fuck sixty named characters in this thing. <laughs> yeah. A surprising amount is given to Kurakaiba and Akira, considering that they have not been relevant for two seasons since early season three. Like he's he's basically leading the Xiaomi seminars yeah. now at this point, mm -hmm. and. I don't fucking know what Kurakaiba is up to. Kurakaiba keeps challenging Akira, <laughs> and uh, people think they're hot. Oh, and then they were going to do like a three coats trifecta battle type thing. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which we yeah. don't get to see Alice cook, so... I'm sad. It's because they didn't want to research that much uh, molecular gastronomy to The final episode the is not very good, but it also is an attempt to wrap up something that they didn't think they were going to finish properly. And honestly... I wouldn't have done it. I would have just ended at the end here 
and gone with it. But I am also someone that sometimes when the story is done, I don't give a shit what happens next. Um, I, yes and no. I do agree that I think they should, that I do like your idea of having it just end there would have been better. But having seen what they did do, I very am much mad that we don't have a full fucking spin-off series of Megami doing her own bullshit. Well, okay, that's fine, but that's but telling that's a been new... my thing on every episode. That's also telling a new story going its own way, but like, for example, Star Trek Voyager gets a lot of shit for you never actually see them... You see them get to Earth, you never actually see the cast on Earth, even though they've been trying to get home for seven seasons. They made it there. It's done. And that's it. I don't give a fuck what they do when they get... I mean, I do, but, like, it's not... Do you want them to go see the... Fuck their spouses for the first time? Do you... Yes. What, do you need... What? Actually, yes. I'm pretty sure the Star Wars Trek Voyager fandom wants to go see Tim Russ get laid. But... Probably, but do you need them to go eat, like, a, a an Earth burger for the first time? <laughs> I could use an Earth burger. I wouldn't hate a burger. I've already mentioned that I'm hungry, so like, <laughs> I agree, yes. Um, but just, they, they made it home, just let it be done. Yeah, that's basically, and that's kind of where I'm at with this. Cool, they saved the, I like seeing that we're in the new golden age, I don't know. I feel like you could have just not done that whole, like, and then I beat up a random American with gumbo, and had more room See, I for think, stuff. I think that's the weirdest part, is just like, I'm going to mention a battle that I had and we're just going to leave it at that. Whereas everything else I was fine with. I'm like, cool. I like this yeah, little okay, wrap up. Yes, just to I know. will agree. Part of me makes it me feel like they didn't want to cover that battle at all. If they did get a season five, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to do the weird baby fetish stuff. Also, going on. I love when they show, they, they just show like a highlighted of Megami talking and then like a, a map of the Southwest. <laughs> and it's mostly like, the Mexican go- Gulf? Like, mm-hmm. It's not even the Southwest, the it's the Southeast. It's the south. It's basically mostly the Gulf of Mexico and Mexico, and then just a little bit of, like, the South, and they're talking about gumbo. Just, uh, like, very, it's, it's 80% fucking yeah, Mexico. It, I was about to say, the map looks like a Mexico map. It looks like you were showing up. I'm not sure Japan understands where Louisiana is. It's on the Gulf of Mexico, so here you go. It was in the map. They just focused on the wrong spot. Yes, very much so. They that's yeah. The regionality of uh, understanding America is very fun to see. In fairness, if they were like identify literally anything in Japan, back like, it's on North Island, right? <laughs> Japan, <laughs> yeah. That's not. Yeah. yeah, so we're not throwing shade, but also oh, no, it is fun it's, when you get just, to other. I love seeing that mm-hmm. because it makes me uh, realize. Oh wait, we're dumb. Americans are dumb. I think we're done. Yeah, I'm mostly just hungry now. Oh god. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed the wrap up of the season. It feels like a pretty cohesively like com- concluded arc. I feel so. Like I don't know what the fuck season five is supposed to be. We've talked about off mic a little bit about like what things they're trying to wrap up. We've talked about it. I think they, they should the have ended here. And this was the original planned ending point, mm-hmm. but they felt that there were a few loose ends that they wanted to tie up, so they tacked on an extra storyline. And it's not like the storyline is bad, it just is so obviously tacked on from what they were originally mm-hmm. doing. What I Koala done. Blood Martini's coming up. It's underground. I'm, I'm still coming up with underground dishes. I'm just saying, <laughs> the moment they were like, and I'm going to use my chainsaw to spice this, I'm like, Fucking done. <laughs> Should have just spun it off into a Megami spinoff and then tie off those things in a Megami spinoff. There is, I told you this today, there is a Shino, I think, prequel. Which manga. I was trying to look this mm. up. I couldn't find anything on it. I have found, like, 
two words or like two <laughs> sentences on the Wikipedia article, and I have found a couple of in Japanese issues on Amazon. Oh, interesting. It's not been translated to English. The anime was never made. I think Food Wars was not a huge seller for the anime. Like, it got on Adult Swim. It was worth going, but it was not... I feel like it was fairly popular enough that if they showed the whole thing on Adult Swim, I feel like it made it into Hot Topic. I feel like... There's a strange level of, like, it's, it's popular, but it's not bringing in... The mad money. I feel like it makes it hard to finish. Not stuff. as popular as like, oh, what is that show called? Demon Demon, Demon Slayer? Slayer. I feel like it's not as popular as like Demon Slayer is, but I feel like it's in that same oeuvre for like American audiences. Well, and people are hoping that the Demon Slayer is the next like big three Bleach, Naruto, whatever. This is not the big three. This is Shaman King. Shaman King kicked all kinds of ass, but it was not, like, as big and famous as Naruto. Yeah, it's not Artur Cinema. It is... I mean, neither was fucking One Piece, Bleach, or Naruto. Yeah. Shonen is not high art. It's just fun. Hell yeah. Ooh, speaking of high art, I'm about to have a big mood whiplash going into my next recording. What's your next recording? Eraserhead. Oh, fun. Have fun with that, buddy. (laughs) All right, so on that note, we're going to leave him to do that, and I'm going to look up if that uh, fried chicken truck is open today. <laughs> and um, next time we'll come back for the fifth plate to really discuss that. The summer of anime continues. I'm so confused. I'm so curious about Underground Food Wars. It is fun. It is. I I keep talking it down. I just, it, you know, there has to be a worst of everything. And who knows? Maybe I'll think differently. In the meantime, we're your channels of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Dismissed. Hi everybody, General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it, as the whole world is ran on algorithms, and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, Also, I mean, tell your friends, we always appreciate that. Uh, If you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments, Email us, generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. While you're there, check out all of our back catalog, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, Go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, it might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.